When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast. This is our first podcast. We're very excited. This is meant to be a companion piece to the actual show on this podcast. We're going to discuss um, what happened on the show, jokes that we've left out of the show, jokes that we might be writing about in the future. Uh, you can even probably write in. There's probably some way to write in and, and <laughs> suggest topics that you may enjoy listening to on the show. This show um, is recorded uh, about 40 minutes after we record the actual TV show. So everyone's a little cut right now. Um, mostly alcohol, a little bit of cocaine. Um, we have with us Forrest Shaw. Forrest Shaw is my uh, one of my best friends and also he's my opening act. He works on the show in the digital department and helps with the writing. Uh, Forrest, say hello. Hello, how are you doing? Now, Forrest opens up for me when I'm on tour. And when I say that, he doesn't actually do any stand-up. He literally opens his anus up for me. And I find, <laughs> that, I find that to be very calming. And that's the only way I can perform these days. Have, Jim, have you thought about doing that in front of the audience rather than just in the hotel room? Thought about it? That's my closing, <laughs> that's my closing joke. I probably should have do it earlier on in the show so I can be relaxed through the performance. Yeah. <laughs> now people are going to think you yeah. wrote that, not but, me, man. But, it would be, uh, it'd be but, nicer if Forrest could be a bit more relaxed through the performance. <laughs> as well but, but <laughs> sadly problems. sadly i close with his opening um uh so on this show we're going to have every every episode we're going to have two rides before we start the show uh, my management says i have to plug some dates that i'm doing uh so before we start i'm going to be at the bagata september 30th that's in atlantic city so if you live in atlantic city you're probably fairly depressed and you need some cheering up so come and see me between your meth breaks and October 13th in Baltimore at the Hippodrome and October 14th in Durham, uh, NC. Where's that? North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Nothing's finer. And at the Durham Performing Arts Center in Durham. So I'll be uh, there. Forrest, do you, you want to introduce our guests for the, for the evening, <laughs> for the half hour? I got it. Yeah. All right. Joining us today are uh, two writers from the Jim Jeffrey Show, Suba Agarwal and Matt Kirshen. Hey guys! See, you know why? You know why I got Forrest to introduce you because I know your first names, <laughs> but, but and I've, I've worked with you for so long. I thought it'd be rude if I didn't know Suba's second name. And then he told me your name before you came in. I thought that sounds too foreign for me to pronounce. Oga- I, Ogawa. Oh no! Not even close. Ogawa. I also knew the second. The second you said Forrest, you want to do the introductions. That was such a like. Oh, Jim needs help on this one <laughs> yeah i know he told me the name but if i go or because or, one of the, the things that we do in the show is people just let me pronounce names as i wish <laughs> and we never actually edit it and people just think like there was a big thing that went on for a while with the show was there was an episode we talked about climate change where i misspelt weather and that was a purpose-built joke in the actual show <laughs> that i misspelt weather but everyone just assumes that i'm enough of a moron that there was so many complaint letters like he can't even spell weather <laughs> 
How are we supposed to trust him on climate science? Yeah. <laughs> like, firstly, Jim is reporting climate science. It's not like you've done your own science and you've come back and like, these are my findings. Yeah, I like how you, you call it reporting, Matt. That was very sweet of you. <laughs> and like the producer wouldn't correct you. They're like, no, 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 no. That was the closest he got. Right, yeah, yeah, We're li- never going to get better than that one. I, I like how everyone thinks the show's done in one take. I'm not John Oliver. I'm not good at reading. Well, that was the thing with the weather too was we we did a couple takes that the first time you spelled it W-E-T-H-E-R which would have clear, I think would have been more like, hey, you did that on purpose, but then the second time you spelled W-H-E-T-H-E. Yeah, so then I, I think they I, thought you noticed it. I got a little uh, too close. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. no, That's the other weather. The, the big problem was I got a little bit too close. So we'll talk about the episode uh, that we just did. We we what, what was the subjects we did today? Uh, the first act was uh, was DACA. DACA. And uh, if you're from Australia, that's like ACA-DACA, which is the abbreviation for ACDC. But yep. this is about the um, immigrants, uh, the children of immigrants, the people who were brought over the border and who have contributed to America. I assume, maybe they haven't all contributed, but they were innocent people who were brought over as children under the age of 16, I believe, is the is the law. Yes, people who were brought over at ki- as kids and then Obama brought in this Dreamer Act that's says, hey, you get basically amnesty from being kicked out. Like, hey, if you were here, if you were brought here as a kid and you grew up in this country and you really don't know any other country, it's kind of bullshit to go, there, this person is from wherever it's, the hell. You're it's like, insane. Like, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, I grew up here. Well, you could imagine it with a name like yours, surely. That <laughs> yeah, would be that's, very... That's exactly it, though. If they kind of went like, all right, Suva, back to India, where you aren't from. I would oh. die. I would immediately die. From India, you say, I just learned a new thing about Suva. <laughs> Well, I was, look, I came over to this country at 32 years of age and I can't imagine being sent back to Australia. <laughs> I'd go over there to the mean streets of Australia. Oh, God, I used to have to walk to the beach. <laughs> no, but so these people who, uh, and we've all met these people, whether you know them or not, you've, you've been served in them by restaurants or you've had someone work for you, or you've had a friend or whatever by someone who is uh, what they call a dreamer. I find the term dreamer to be, um, it's a nice term, right? Dreamer? Like, I think that's a nice word. Did, did Obama coin it's dreamer? Kind of, it's kind of a nice term, but at the same time, it's also like, well, you're never going to be a real American. You're a dreamer if you think that. Yeah, you're a dreamer. As John it's, Lennon said, you may say you're a dreamer and I'll kick you out of the fucking country. You have that whole thing about the American dream and how it's like only, like, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Like, oh, they're here to chase the American dream. But like your whole thing about how oh, there's goals. Well, yeah, that's, not, that's the whole thing. If you, if you can't legally work in a country, you're actually working harder than people who can legally do it. For all the people who say, oh, there's no jobs or whatever. There's people here who have no health insurance. They don't even have uh, the right paperwork and they still seem to be working. And then once Obama gave them amnesty where they could uh, work freely, pay taxes, whatever, uh, old Trumpy came in and he decided, no, that's not good enough. Now, I assume there's even dreamers that don't even speak another language. They just speak English. Yeah, yeah I'd imagine. Yeah, and there's definitely dreamers who... Even if they do speak the language, they're like they don't have any real affiliation or connection with the country they're supposedly from. Like there's people who left 
as babies, like literally babies, and they're now in America, and you're like, oh, go back to that place that's your hometown. It's, it's... Even, like, my mom going back to India, like, she's been in this country since, like, the 70s, and they can hear the American accent when she speaks Hindi, and, like, she almost got, like, in a really dangerous situation but with a cab driver because he heard her accent and tried to take her through on a road that was closed, but she called my aunt and was like, mm, is this road closed? My aunt was like, no, don't, <laughs> don't let him take you down this. So your mother went back you. to India and they thought she was a tourist. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's funny because I spent 10 years living in the UK and my accent's probably 90% Australian but 10% British now. And, and no Americans seem to have seeped in, but uh, whenever I go back to Australia, everyone's like, okay, your majesty, yeah. like I'm speaking <laughs> like the queen. Which is lovely to hear for like any non-Australians listening, like Jim is a posh Australian. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Mr. Lardida wearing yeah. a shirt. They, they also say that as he's spreading for us, asshole. No, <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say. He what, puts a doily on the asshole before. What's funny though, when I was with Jim in Australia and, and you actually think... That's what they think, but I thought you sounded way more Australian. You were like pouring it on when you were oh, there. Oh, I, 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 I thicken it up when I yeah. go back to Australia. That was my impression of you, by the way. I can't. I didn't even want to go Australia. 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 Yeah. The show's watched in Australia. We have uh, what do we got on the on the Comedy Channel, not Comedy Central, but the Comedy Channel in Australia. I think we air on what Foxtel. Foxtel. So we get tens of viewers in Australia. <laughs> Every, every week, tens of viewers, which actually is a quarter of the Australian population. So that's not <laughs> that's not shabby. <laughs> so we were doing it. The, the, originally, we were going to be doing a piece. Just Act One was just going to be a sort of grudging, sort of oh, well done, Trump kind of bit, and that was going to be the whole bit. Yes, and it wasn't going to. And then this morning, we had to write a new ending. We had yeah. to because this morning Trump went to the UN and gave a lovely speech where he called Kim Jong Un. Rocket Man. <laughs> now, this is the thing. It was a written speech. Yeah, and he'd already tried it out in a tweet a couple of days earlier. So. Wait, but the fact <laughs> is that it's a written speech. Like, it got through the speech writers. It was proofread. And then it got to Trump. And then he went, no, nah, I'm sticking with Rocket Man. And they're like, you sure? And he's like, Rocket Man, Rocket Man. And then in the speech, he was reading off paper. And he just went, when Rocket Man... And why is he called Rocket Man? Because he built... Because he's firing rockets. Yeah. Missiles. He's firing rockets. So we could call Trump building man, yeah, real estate man, man, wall bloke, wall guy. But, but also, as we're certainly not the first to point out, that like, rocket man is not an insult. It's like, really it's cool. Not, like like yeah. the other things he's been given, the other nicknames he's given to people or tried to give to people. I tell you, I tell you what would have been more insulting: calling him Tiny Dancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's so many Elton John songs you can reference. <laughs> That would have been way more hurtful. Actually, I've only got Tiny Dancer. I was going, I was going, <laughs> I was going through my catalog. Yeah, oh, the, the bitch is back. Oh, with his crocodile rock flu missiles. Yeah. Take that candle in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> you out. Is this calling him Daniel over and over? And like, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, but it, the, the clip of him calling him Rocket Man. Like if you watch the clip, it looks like an outtake from a Marvel movie, like where he, like that's the yeah. supervillain. Like he just goes, like, if Rocket Man doesn't do something about this, it's like, yeah, Rocket like Man that's sounds really like the name of the character. 
He sounds like the dude who came here to save everyone. And then he's like, we can't trust Rocket <laughs> Man. We have to invest in the American military. <laughs> Rocket Man has gone too far. We need to do it the American way with military and the police. Yeah, so this Stand per- down, Rocket Man. So this Act 1 really was it was a little bit about DACA. It was more about Trump flip-flopping with uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Um, which, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people have seen about, um, like, like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi went to the White House and then they just got everything they wanted. And it's very hard for us on a show like this to bash Trump when he's actually doing things that we like, but we still found a way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, again, I just, I've I've given up on predicting A, what's going to happen in general and B, what's going on through Trump's mind, but it does still seem to be the thing of, just the last person he spoke to is his new yeah. viewpoint. Did, 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 it, did anyone watch the the Emmys this, on this table? I assume people watch the Emmys. Um, and I'm looking forward to picking up one in 2025. <laughs> um, but at the Emmys, it, I look, I, we bash Trump a lot on this show and we get a lot of criticism from Trump supporters. They get very upset because, oh, it's just Trump bashing again. But it's really hard not to mention him. But when I was watching the Emmys, I actually got a little bit like, all right, just to get your fucking award. <laughs> it's like Jane Fonda going, and we were in fucking working nine to five where a misogynistic bastard was hurting our careers. And that's happening again. And it's like, you're not going to really win over the right wing by saying that Hollywood's a bunch of liberal cocks by complaining when you're receiving award. Because let's be honest, <laughs> let's be honest about Emmys and Oscars and all that type of stuff. It's all bullshit. These are people who are living their dream better than anyone else on the planet and we're fucking rewarding them for it. (laughs) I have a theory on things like that, right? These people shouldn't get anything. They should get like taxes and stuff like that. I have a theory on, we always give gifts. So people in our office are having babies at the moment and so we have sent them baby gifts and stuff like that. If someone gets married, you send them a gift, right? But when you get divorced, no one sends you fuck all. Right, that's when you're dead. You're already happy. Like I get, I get a TV show. My management and all that type of stuff send me all these things to the fucking office. The show gets cancelled. I get nothing. Right? You have a baby, you get gift. You have an abortion, nothing. <laughs> well, right? then you get your freedom. So yeah. that's that is one gift. Yeah, but I feel like there should be gifts for when miserable things happen in your life. Not the positive. Don't pile on the fun. Let's cheer up the sad. Do you know why the Oscars exist? Um, like the the Oscars though were created to stop actors from unionizing. What? Really? Like it was like and they still did anyway. Yeah. They sneaky fuck. In the early days of Hollywood, they let the writers unionize. The Writers Guild happened, and all the studios were like, "Ah, oh, shit! Like that's going to cost us money. They're going to want like residuals, like repeat fees, and all sorts of stuff." Uh, and so as to stop the actors from getting grumpy, they went, "We'll have a pageant, and we'll give you gold <laughs> statues." <laughs> but that that, that does work. I've never won. It I've, I've never won anything in my life. I'd love to have a little gold statue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No health care, but how about this trophy? <laughs> exactly. But only one of you gets the trophy. But you can all fight over it. Now, our, our field piece this week was something that we just stumbled across. What we did was we went to the UK and we had all these ideas of. 
talking to the Prime Minister or Boris Johnson or Nigel Farage or these people that were involved in Brexit and and all those people rejected our advances. <laughs> so when we got yeah, there... We went, you sort of flew to London with like one thing confirmed and then flew, a lot now, of maybes. Now, as we're doing this podcast, there's people from Comedy Central actually sitting in the room with us <laughs> who, 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 who we lied to and told them that we had a plan. We had, we had fuck all plan, right? And we got to London and we... We had a very high probability of something coming through. Something coming up. And so I had this idea. I said, how about I do a ride along with the cops? And we rang every fucking cop place cop place well we put police station lots of feelers because there are a lot of people like who well, are the, one degree of separation from the some way cops. we got the cops at one stage i just tweeted out like do we know any cops <laughs> and then i think it was far as you knew a cop so what i was looking through some of the twitter responses um with another person uh katie uh in our and we were contacting or she was contacting mostly and i guess the problem was was that you could find cops, but London, you're having difficulty in London getting them to agree to film anything. So, yeah, because you got to deal with a metropolitan police yeah. authority, and that's a massive. So I have a friend in Birmingham, and I and I contacted him because he's the kind of guy that knows that I was like he's gonna know the guy, and he ended up knowing um, a, a a cop in the Birmingham department that's pretty much like two steps from being chief of the police. And as after I, I didn't after after that point, I guess I was told by um, the producers that he was just basically like, yeah, sure, go ahead, kind of thing, right? It was it was like super easy. It was, so it all was, you had to do was get out outside of London where they were like uptight about everything, just go to Birmingham. Here's so. the deal. So Andrew Andrew Wontok, who's one of our field producers, is in the room with us right now. Hey Andrew. Um, <laughs> a- Andrew Wontok. Now I'm probably you're assuming from that name he's some type of Asian fella, but <laughs> but he's he, Wontok. I don't know how they came up with that name. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> But still, he walks around society like he belongs. And um, and so what happened was, Andrew just comes to me with, like, drunk in a pub at, like, one in the morning. He's like, we're going to Birmingham tomorrow. We're going to ride along with some cops. And I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it, man. So we drive to Birmingham, which is, like, 120 miles from Yeah, it's London. like a two-and-a-half-hour two drive. It's, it's basically, it's LA to San Diego. Yeah. If people, are, for the rest of the world who's listening, think of a town that's near you that takes two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so so we, we, we drove up to Birmingham and we didn't have much of a plan. We went up there and they put a, they didn't put a bulletproof vest on me. They put a, a stab proof vest, which is the only thing that can happen in Britain. <laughs> There's a a few things that can happen there. You're going to have a stab-proof vest or something that just sort of suppresses your childhood so you have a (laughs) stiff upper lip for no reason. Is it just like a thick sweater? What is a stab-proof vest? It was, yeah, it was just like, yeah, a thick sweater. It was a little meshy. It It has the word no written on it. Yeah, yeah. Stop that. It was only my vest, like my arms and my head weren't (laughs) stab-proof. And uh, they, they, they strapped a GoPro to me, which is the camera that everyone uses. Like when I had a sitcom, we, you used to, if you did a driving scene, you just strap GoPros everywhere. These little tiny cameras, are what are you mostly looking at on TV? Which incidentally, I was watching Shark Tank. This is a bit off, off subject. But the guy who invented the GoPro was on Shark Tank. And originally, he wanted to call it the surf cam. Oh, no. Right, he couldn't think outside the box. Like he wanted a camera for when he was surfing, and then he went, "I better not call it the surf cam because people also use it for skateboarding." <laughs> <laughs> so he went, he went, "I'll call it a more generic name so people can use it for both things." Now he's a fucking billionaire, and he's like, "Oh, it turns out you can film anything." Um, 
So they strap like a... Oh, it bo- works from people and animals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a dog cam. I wanted to see what my dog was up to. <laughs> well, what about cats? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, you could never film a cat. A cat would never let you strap anything to it. That's why dogs are such fucking idiots. Look at Christmas. I love dogs, but look at Christmas, people's Christmas photos. There's dogs dressed like reindeers and fucking... There's a, Halloween, you'll get a dog dressed like Yoda, right? <laughs> You'll never get a cat dress as anything. You'll it's never, not true. You'll never get a cat in an outfit. It's not true. All right, uh, Forrest, for I'm people who don't know Forrest, <laughs> uh, he, he's a man in his mid-40s who lives alone who has cats. A lot of questions <laughs> to be answered. Well, I'm, uh, that's inaccurate. First of all, I have a cat and uh, <laughs> not cats. I also don't live alone. But um, yeah, He lives but, with a roommate. Uh, well, it's okay. like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> But uh, you can dress up cats, and they also have cameras that you can put on cats' collars and see where they go. Good pussy Not that cam. Interesting. <laughs> pussy cam, and one of our sponsors of the podcast are Pussy Cam. For all your pussy cam related things, please buy a pussy cam. It's only to yeah. be used for cats, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it works in the dry, but it works better in the wet. Um, that's so you're so you're in Birmingham, by the way. I don't know how insulted the people of Birmingham will be that we had the for the American listeners we had or viewers we had to subtitle the cops. <laughs> well, we did have to subtitle because if, if you don't know Birmingham, Birmingham is a horrible accent, uh, and and people from Birmingham know that as well. I'm not I'm not saying anything. No, one of the that... things like when I used to be a comic in the when I used to be based in the UK, like one of the things that was always nice about playing Birmingham and the other cities around in the Midlands is. It's the kind of place where you can go there and insult the city and they're happy about it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no pretension. You're like, oh, look at this fucking shithole. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sorry. They have this accent that <laughs> speaks like this. I used to do a joke about how does a person with a speech impediment from Birmingham say hi? Hi, my name's Kevin. <laughs> See, it went the other way. He's clearer because he, anyway. Uh, actually, that joke was, I used a different example, but I didn't want to do it on the podcast. Uh, by the way, uh, that's, the Birmingham accent also or nearby is the accent of Shakespeare. Yep. Oh, yeah. Romeo, Romeo. Yep. Stratford upon Avon <laughs> is just up the road from uh, from Birmingham. Yeah. To be or not to be. <laughs> I need a pencil. Um, that was that was a two B pencil joke. Yeah, very rarely the younger kids won't understand that, but pencils <laughs> used to be in different grades of lead. We used to hold lead in our hands as children. <laughs> that was a thing we did. Nor on it. Um, I can't put up with chalk anymore. I used to be able to. I used to sit in classrooms, but now I, I just haven't been around chalk for so long. I'm all whiteboarded up. But that's off the subject. <laughs> now, now, what what happened? What happened was we went this ride along, and the the cops were like um, just the nicest fucking people ever. And what was the name? It was Matt and the the, the um, woman's name? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But- Matt and the woman. If you yeah. listen, if, if you, <laughs> Andrew, yeah, do you remember? I'll tell you, yeah, she yeah. was she was the sweetest person ever. Leanne, it was Leanne. Leanne, and so Leanne was in the car, and we're driving around, and I said, um, "So, so you have a boyfriend?" I wasn't hitting on it. I was just making conversations. You have a husband, a boyfriend? What's going? On? And she goes, um, "She goes, yeah, I have a husband." In there. And, she, and I go, what is he doing? She goes, he's a paramedic, right? I thought, that's sweet. So he's a cop. She's a cop. He's a paramedic. And they met it like an accident. Where <laughs> they were scraping a body off the road and their eyes just met. <laughs> sweet. 
It's adorable, isn't it? Yeah, it's adorable. His, his grieving relatives came to their wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, the other cop, I said, why did you join the police force? And he went, oh, to be honest, it's because the fire department wouldn't take me. Oh, no. <laughs> That's sad because my brother's a cop and my brother always goes on about how women always are impressed by firemen. And he fucking hates that because firemen don't do anything but fun stuff like rescue people. They have calendars. That, yeah, they have calendars. They're sometimes, <laughs> for some reason, firemen are sexed up. And policemen aren't sexed up because policemen give you speeding tickets and fucking bust your balls when you've done something wrong. But also, wrong. Fire, like there are never like dodgy firemen who frame buildings. Yeah, <laughs> like set Just up, plant cocaine. They set up a fire. So, so he's always like, my brother's always like, it's just fucking water. Their whole job <laughs> is just fucking water. <laughs> Which is probably fairly accurate. So we did go along in the drive-along, and they really do just have uh, tasers. Not even tasers. This group didn't even have tasers. Yeah, they she d- said in the piece, like, she went, I used to have a taser. Yeah, what I used happened? it once. <laughs> what exactly? What did you do when you used it the one time to <laughs> get made that them taser take it away. <laughs> yeah, she tased once, and then she was just... Well, I spoke to her afterwards. She just felt it was bulky on her belt. <laughs> You know what I mean? But so it's a different. Cr- it made it sound like it was oh like you, if you need a gun, you call the, the guy with a gun, and if you need a taser, you call somebody with a taser. That's what they made it sound. Yeah, so. most towns have like a guy with a gun who can help you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like there's there's a sort of crack emergency response unit. Like in London, when they had the terrorist attack recently on the bridge, where the guys like rammed into the guys drove into the crowd and then came out with knives and stuff. There was a gun squad who was there within about within five minutes. Yeah, which is pretty good with London traffic. Um, but yeah, so they had like a taser, but they, this department just sort of felt like when you think of like, like, uh, American cops, these people just felt like, like, okay. They felt like the country was their nightclub and they were the doorman. They were like bouncers for the country. Cause they were just like sort of tackled you a bit That's and just rabbit punched you. Yeah. All right. Less of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Calm yourself down. Yeah, yeah, it, it it felt it felt very, and also people sort of respected them. They weren't unrespected. I find it like like these guys didn't have to wear the bobby hats. If you know the bobby hats, which is one that looks like a breast hanging off your head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've always wondered how that works with like chasing and. Yeah, that's not gonna be <laughs> that's not gonna be the ideal thing. <laughs> it's like, I just wonder how it works works getting in places that you have to crouch yeah, down. Just getting into the car. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was the field piece. That was a fun one. We've got a couple more field pieces from the UK coming up. Um So Act Three we um well, Act Three we talked about hurricane relief because at the moment you know, if, if you haven't been watching the news and this is your only news source right now. <laughs> Shame on you! Shame yeah, shame on you. on you! You're not getting the best information. <laughs> um, but there, there are. There's been hurricanes. Um, Maria's the last one. We had Jose. We had Irma. Maria's and, out there now. Yeah. And what was what was the big one? The first Harvey one? hit Houston. Harvey, Harvey, and then, Harvey. Yeah. Hurricane. I feel with these hurricanes, we have to name them younger people names. You know, I'm not worried about Hurricane Irma. Unless there's some problem with her hip. That's true. Irma sounds like you yeah. almost need to help her into the country. Yeah, like Irma feels like she's a hurricane that visits your town and then she falls and she can't get back up and she needs a life alert necklace. <laughs> well, they reuse them. Irma will be retired now. Anytime a hurricane... Irma it- should have been retired 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> there there, so that, there yeah. isn't a single Irma still in the workforce. They're just humoring her now. Yeah. <laughs> Once they cause a certain amount of damage, uh, deaths, all that stuff, they retire the name. If it like Jose, they could reuse because it kind of 
just kind of fizzled out into the Atlantic. It didn't even go up to the Northeast, really. So, but Irma, they've reused, and now this will be the last time. Now, now, so. now, sadly, so that'll be like Jose seventeen, and then Jose twenty three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, sadly, Forrest here actually is from Florida, and that's all we have to say about. It. No, but but you you were affected directly. Your mother's house was my mom con- was yeah. was condemned, and you had to go visit that. That must have been a hard weekend for you. How did that work out? Yeah, I was I, I was down there last week, and uh and. She lives in the Florida Keys, and she lives right on the edge of where you actually couldn't even a mile marker seventy four. It's like they do it all by mile markers, uh, one hundred twenty five. The top of the Keys and Key West is zero, so that's how far it is. You couldn't go past mile marker seventy four, and she's at seventy four and a half. So she was right at the cutoff, but there still was a lot of destruction there. And her house, so much of the water came in that it took out the entire uh, foundation of her house to where you could see all the way under the house, and it was just like these pillars standing there. And we weren't even sure if we should go inside the house at first because there's cracks and things like that. So there, a structural engineer had to come there. And eventually she's going to be able to probably get back in there. But at the time, we thought it was going to be a complete loss and stuff. But there's, there's, it's like that. The whole When you're driving down in the Keys, you see a tree down here. You'll see like like a, a shrub that's knocked over here or a fence. And then you start just seeing boats and ships in the middle of the road. And then you'll and see... bags of abandoned bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> people eating each other's faces and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then it, it, and the further you, you start driving down and further and further, it's just it looks like a war scene. It's really... And I've been through hurricanes before, so it's... You know, but it, it, you know, you know, until you see it, it just seems like kind of like a dream and stuff. But it's wow, way to bring the podcast down for us. You're the one that brought it up. Yeah, I would have yeah, gladly yeah, just yeah, talked just, about the act. It's really, yeah. really sad. So your mum's homeless. We have a fucking TV show to make, buddy. Um, <laughs> so was, so were, anyway, I mean, there were a few things like that that we were gonna. Like, That's okay, Jim. I mean, she only she only watches the show religiously not and anymore. loves you. She but I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not a it's she, not a big. She doesn't have a fucking TV anymore. No, Please she, tell me your mother doesn't have a Nielsen box. No, she just got she just. <laughs> got you know power back she was looking forward to listening to the podcast tomorrow so this would be really to really lift her spirits up a lot especially the anal sex part to begin she'll like that part the best probably yeah. that's, right. that's my boy yeah. <laughs> some things never change no so, so, so we did it we did it we did a fun piece she bought Hank some shoes remember then she, she did was, that she was, too. She, was, uh, she was very my, nice to yeah, my son yeah. yes that's uh, really cool. when, when when we went through a light shower in LA, um, but so we did a, a fun piece on hurricanes before Forrest dragged it down. It well, was, that, that, it was, <laughs> that was super fun. That yeah. was something like we did have to consider because the story is still going on, and people like there were other bits that we were going to do in the story about like um, the way the the government run flood insurance works because that's a bit of a clusterfuck, and yeah. then also there's just various bits of deregulation that the Florida governor and the Florida senate have brought in that have meant like like there was going to be a law that said every retirement home has to have its own generator and then like lobbying groups for the retirement homes got rid like persuaded the governor to nix that and then like people died in the retirement home because well in their defense in their defense these are people who are used to candlelight um they grew up (laughs) they grew up in a different time they can't keep carrying on about the good old days and not go back to the good old days (laughs) So to all the old people who are fans of mine and listening to the podcast right now, I'm sorry about uh, your loss. Yeah, that, that is one of the things every so often we have to remind ourselves because you get deep in this news, the, the news cycle and then you go like, oh, no, but we are making a comedy show on Comedy Central. We can't just kind of get yeah, angry it, and ma- sad. Making a comedy show is difficult. It, with the, like, you have to keep the whole hurricane thing light and we chose the angle of just, we did a segment called Dicks in a Storm about people who are price gouging and... Uh, 
people who are taking advantage because for the most part though people have been very charitable and helpful and people disasters actually make people come together and it's actually very inspiring and people come across um, political lines to do this. I just hate that though. I'm like really it takes a hurricane for you to realize like stuff in people's life might not be their fault but like you won't help public, public schools. basic that, humanity. Yeah. yeah that irritates me so much. Really. It doesn't last long though. I, yeah. I, I'm telling you first of all these I, people I, will be back to being racist very quickly. No, I mean, I was I was down there like all of last week, and I, you know, obviously I saw the show today. I don't think anything we did is is disrespectful to the people that went through it. But also, even when I was down, even the, the bit where I said people from Florida are thick. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's a that's a gag. You know, everybody knows that, that. was a gag. I mean, not me, anyone, but everybody else. Anyone who complains about that doesn't understand <laughs> but, humor, but, and they're thick. But the the. <laughs> the, the <laughs> The first day I got down there, everyone, you, when we got to my mom's street, everyone was like, oh, and my, there's a lot of kind of inner squabbling on that street. And everyone was like, oh, do you need a shovel or do you need this? And by day three, it was back to like, oh, that bitch over there, is, she's <laughs> complaining about this thing. And I have this. It was already, you know, that wasn't my mom saying. How, did any of your mother's uh, neighbors lose their house completely? Yeah. The whole street my mom's on is, is there but, was. But her, her house was relatively okay in comparison to the other ones? No, I mean it depends. Hers, we thought it was going to be a teardown at first, but there's one house that doesn't have a roof right next to her, like just a couple of that, and that's so the house is gone. But there's got to be that weird moment where everyone's rebuilding around the houses, and your mom's just drinking mai tais on the balcony, just looking at them. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was, such, I've been to your mother's yeah, yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. such a tropical fucking yeah. thing. And no, her, they're all in the same in the same boat. I'd say don't. I mean, the no, main- no. If they had a boat, everything would be all right. <laughs> they're they're Just all here to they're, set you up. They're all balls. they're all here in the same puddle of sewage. Carry on. But the, one of the I think you were talking about the the flood insurance thing. One of the weird things that'll happen now with insurance is so now you have flood insurance, you have wind insurance, and the insurance companies you know will come in and they'll say, oh, this was caused by wind damage, and then. The, then the water that's in there, they'll say that's flood, but then the flood will say, no, but that was pushed in there by the wind. So that's technically wind damage. And that'll go on for months until you have to get a lawyer oh to get the God. money. So it's like. When, when I was a kid, there was a storm in Sydney that was so bad that everyone was out of electricity. What we have in, in Sydney is we have like hail storms where the hail's so big, they're like the, bigger than golf balls. And everyone's cars just get dented in and it's irreparable, you know what I mean? Anyway, so we had this storm when I was a kid where everyone was out of electricity for two weeks. And then just about three weeks after that, I come home and my dad's in the backyard with the television throwing leaves in the back of it and running a hose over it because <laughs> the insurance people were coming. Well, everyone oh, yeah, was doing it. That. There's a lot of that where you're like, you know, where you're just like... <laughs> I like, I, like, I like the touch of a few leaves. My dad looked at me like, is a rock too much? Probably, Dad. Probably. Ro- <laughs> rocks weren't falling from yeah. the sky, were they? It's just, that, a cu- just a little bit of mulch in there just to give the uh, there, there indication be, of damage. There will be a moment, like maybe six months to a year from now, when people are rebuilding and stuff, and you'll go to their houses and they'll be like, no, this ended up being pretty good. Like, they have a new TV, a new bed, well, a new well, couch. The, the, yeah, the so. thing that I'm bothered about most of all is that everyone's at, without electricity in Florida, some people for maybe a month from now. And that means that in nine months, we're going to have so many f- people from Florida, and that's just overpopulating the area. <laughs> it, it, please don't fuck people of Florida. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just snip your bath salts and have a rest. 
Um, so the, in jokes that we had in um, the show, there was one particular joke that I was very keen on. Now I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, look, I'm not going to say that I write half the show or anything like that. But I go up to the writers' room every now and again. And I put my two cents in, and then I get sort of the final draft of everything. And uh, there was a joke that I wrote about um, <laughs> the original joke was. About about how people are taking advantage of people, and the, what was the original joke before I, I wedged was, I wedged my thing in? It was um, the clip was like these people feel like they're being taken advantage of when they're most vulnerable, and then the joke was, well, to be fair, that's the best time to take advantage of someone. You don't want to take advantage of them when they're full strength. That's just yeah. The is. joke was when they're full strength, and I said, I know that when I'm trying to have sex with a woman out of my league, the best time to um, do that is one week after their dad dies, right? <laughs> Which is a funny joke. And then, so we have a couple of writers in the room, and I'm not going to say any names, but uh, we have we have two writers in the room that are slightly. We need these people, by the way. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting angry. Eventually, so. now, yeah, because I'm I'm a lefty, but I'm you know I'm me still. You know what I mean? Like I'm you know, but I'm still a bit of an asshole. Every so often in the room, there are times where, and I think everyone in the writers' room has taken their turn to be this person, just to occasionally yeah. go. Jim, are you sure you want that to be the thing that goes onto the and TV? Then, and I'm like this, but raping nuns is funny. You know, I say something like that, no one agrees with me, and the joke doesn't get through. But this one I put my foot down on, even though there was people who were hugely disappointed well, with the, me. This that's, not, one, that's not the best term to use, Yeah, I'm going to say, so you didn't just put your foot down on yeah. this one. With this particular joke, you went... Like we, like a few people in the room went. I'm not sure this jo- joke should be in the script. Well, and you went, "You're right. It needs a tag." Yeah, yeah. What, ha- what happened was the, the original joke. The original joke. We softened it. The original joke was, "I know when I want to fuck a girl, um, the a fucking attractive woman. The best time is one week after her dad dies." And then everyone went, uh, "Can you soften it?" <laughs> and, and, and I went, "Okay. When I want to have, when I want to sleep with a girl out of my legs, so that's good because that changes the joke now. So it's a little bit self-deprecating. Now she has a bit more status. Yeah, yeah. She has a bit more status. Is <laughs> one week after her dad died, and then one of our writers wrote a tag that was." Um, uh, that'll help her move from anger to remorse or whatever in the, the seven stages of grief, whatever the fuck it is, right? And I yeah, like no that. No one wanted my, that's why I'm going on the pull in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> anyway, so I went down, I was with my assistant, Nicole, and we were, we were doing, uh, reading over the lines. And then I added a link where I actually um, spoke about a fictional character called Sarah. <laughs> And Sarah allegedly was a girl that I'd had sex with who dad died a week afterwards. And I told her the hope that she was better and uh, that uh, her dad would be very proud of her. So I doubled down on that joke and I, I stand by it. You know it's fictional because her dad would not be proud of her. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're very disappointed. Yes. That's, but that's the, that's the thing about comedy is is like for some reason, and song lyrics to a little bit of extent, but mostly comedy, people have to be held to task about jokes they say. But like Stephen King isn't fucking rung up like, what is it, clown eating kids? That's really inappropriate. That's disgusting, Stephen King. Why did you do that? But for some reason, uh, the comedy. My child was actually eaten by a clown, and I find that very offensive. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Act 3. Now, Act 4, we did... Uh, look, we don't want to keep talking about Reno. No one does. 
All right, but what happens is, so I made, we made a joke about Reno. Now, this is many episodes ago, and the main reason we made a joke about Reno was we had to pick a town for Kim Jong-un to bomb for the sake of the joke, and then we figured out that I was actually performing in Reno like a month later, so we thought, oh, well, that's what we'll do. We'll get a double plug. We'll plug the show. We'll say Reno and all that type of stuff. Now, the casino complained about it, and they wanted to cancel my show, and my management were like, fine, give him 50% of the money, and they said, fine, we'll have him because... <laughs> Even a casino is poor in Reno. Well, what happened? <laughs> it was sold out was too. Yeah. yeah, we sold. We sold out. Everyone was super friendly. The, the staff at the Silver Legacy are great. Most of them got the joke. Well, what happened first was a few local newspapers picked up the story. Reno the local that. newspaper and Good Morning Reno, which which for, for <laughs> that's, Reno that's that, not a phrase <laughs> for Reno that show should be on the afternoon when everyone wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Reno. Should be on at three p.m. <laughs> it's like should be called Well, Reno, you made it another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, be- the best yeah. part of that whole clip it should too- be called Have you got dry mouth, Reno? <laughs> the-, the best part of the whole clip was at the end when he goes. Some people have uh, said that the only reason he did this was for promotional purposes, <laughs> and then he said, and then the next thing he says, he'll be performing at the Silver Legacy in <laughs> September, and they just promoted you again after their hypothesis. <laughs> and, the, and they and they promoted, it. and then we went down there, and then uh, Hillary, uh, I think it's she. TV is the way of her name. The mayor the of... The actual mayor of Reno. The actual <laughs> mayor of Reno, who, may I say, was the best sport ever and super nice person. And she, she got the joke, but she said she received hundreds of emails, which, which, <laughs> which I was surprised that that many people in Reno could afford a computer. Like, that actually... That actually spun me out a little bit like and then not only they have a computer like i'm sure they could type porn with their fucking big cloth hoppers but (laughs) but the fact that they actually could write a letter and know how to fucking send it or anything but the fact that was remarkable so she she tried to read she's from reno as well so she tried to read the emails got frustrated and then decided (laughs) <laughs> decided that what they were going to do was they were going to make an anti-Jim Jeffries day. And which we, we actually pointed out in the piece is they've never had an anti-day for any Hitler didn't make their anti-day. There's no anti-AIDS day, anti-cancer. I'm the worst thing to happen to Reno. So what happened was that is anti-Jim Jeffries day and they came along and she gave me a certificate and she was very fun. And let's be honest the mayor's office of Reno, it was really because all your staff wanted tickets to the show because about 12 of them showed up to make sure <laughs> to make sure it was all official. And so we, we did an interview and everything. We're also going to need to test the beer at the venue just to make sure everything's above board. She was super, she was very sweet. She was very charming. Um, my favorite bit in that little piece, and we're not going to talk about Reno anymore in, a, in an expansive way. We might drop it in every now and again. But for the people who are worried, we're done with Reno. It was just a, a stopgap until we got Brad Pitt back to play our weatherman. Uh, which may happen again. Who knows? Um, but so, so she, the, my favourite bit was when she went. Uh, I said, "Tell me what's great about Reno," and she she, she started. <laughs> she really had to think, and then the best she could come up with was the largest climbing wall in the world. <laughs> and then and there's another. It's there's, beautiful too. There, there's there's, like, there's <laughs> bits in the interview that like we edited out where there was a bit where I went, "What's the food like in Reno?" And she goes, oh, we have a huge food culture here. People are going crazy for the food of Reno. And I said, well, you know how you got a buffalo, you have wings and Philly, you have a cheesesteak. And, you know, I said, what is like the thing when people come to Reno, you have to try the Reno whatevers. And she goes, the mushroom ravioli. (laughs) 
She racked her brain. She racked her fucking brain, and she said the mushroom ravioli. Now, what I think happened was that was probably the last meal she ate. <laughs> She's like, oh, and it was good. I bet it was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the famous Reno. Yeah, <laughs> mushroom, ravioli. mushroom ravioli from when all the Italians emigrated yeah. to Reno it's back like, in the fucking eighties. It's like you're gonna be in a det- you're gonna be in Chicago, and someone will be advertising. We sell mushroom ravioli Reno style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I have it Reno style? What's that? It's like normal mushroom ravioli but there's a sprinkle of meth on top of it <laughs> alright so ladies and gentlemen I think that's all we need to talk about for the podcast I don't know how long we, we went on this but we have editing to do we have to get this episode out to you right now um, thank you for listening thank you more for watching that's where we actually want you to do tell your friends about the show please set your DVRs and series link and try to catch as much of the Jim Jeffrey show as possible we're working hard here we're trying to make the best show we can and if sometimes an episode's not that great, just don't tell your friends. Keep it to your fucking self. There's no use being a grass in this society. Um, so from everyone here at the Jim Jeffrey Show, do you all want to say goodbye quickly? Yeah. Bye, Jim. Can we plug our shit? Sure, plug. What have you got Fun- coming up? I don't know. Find us on the internet and also listen to Probably Science. That's my podcast. Oh, Bat- Matt Kirshen. Super, I assume you have a second name. What do you got? <laughs> my last name is Agrawal. I don't have a podcast, but I... I don't think you should listen to Matt Kirshen's podcast. I'd like to take this time no, to specifically <laughs> start by not listening to the episode that Sue was on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, far sure, what gigs you got coming up? You're coming out with me to Atlantic City in a couple of weeks. I'm coming out with you, but I'll be at uh, Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida, October 23rd through 26th. So if that still so, exists. Yeah. Go and check out. It's still there. <laughs> yeah. I checked. Yeah, afterwards. bring your snorkel. Twitter, so yeah. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Uh, also, please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Show and subscribe to the podcast, the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm.